We are back. Another week. <laughs> Man. All right. Um, so much going on this week, but uh, <laughs> we're going to focus on two things. Um, obviously, we have to talk about the fact that Donald Trump has been indicted uh, in New York and, you know, he's going to be arraigned on Tuesday. All right. He's got to show up. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, but the other thing uh, is the attack on social media companies uh, by our state and national politicians and what we think about that. Great. Let's do it. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Today, we're going to be talking about two things, uh, Donald Trump and his impending uh, arrest, and then also, um, you know, one thing that he loves, which is social media and how the political class is coming down on it. So, um, I'm, I'm sure you've read the million and one think pieces or some of them that have come out on like whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing to yeah. arrest Donald Trump. Um, so, uh, I'm kind of of the position that on the one hand, I can see the argument, right? Donald Trump's crimes actually are minuscule compared to George W. Bush's crimes. Um, and so on the one hand, going after Donald Trump for, you know, basically like kind of like the way they got Al Capone for like tax evasion, right? Like this is like the, 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 the smallest thing, but they can get him on it. So they have a case. And then, you know, that's how, you know, the law works, right? Prosecutors will only move forward with a case if they think you know, they can prove it. Um, the fact that you know, Barack Obama, one of the first things he did when he came into power in 2009, he said was, we're not going to look back, right? We're not looking back at the torture and the, you know, black sites and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm going to legalize a lot of the stuff that they did. Well, you know, that was their, their, their big problem was that they didn't make it legal. It wasn't the act. It was like the, the legality. So he made it legal and that was fine. Um, so, I can, I'm very much, you know, in the corner of that argument. Like my heart is there in that argument that in, in that sense, like this is totally a political trial um, that but in, in some ways, both Republicans, though they won't say it, and Democrats, of course, kind of want Donald Trump out of the picture, right? So because he's been, he was useful for a while, but then he seems to be kind of poisonous for the Republican electoral campaigns. Um, and now they got a new guy, right? They got DeSantis. So it's sort of shot through with politics. How can it not be? So on the one hand, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, like I believe when Donald Trump says this is a political witch hunt, but for very different reasons as he would, right? Um, on the other hand, the way the world works is that, as I said, prosecutors take cases to trial or to court um, when they think they can win, right? And um, this is probably the, the, the tip of the iceberg of the stuff he's been doing, and he's been invading the law for the past 40 years. Um, and, you know, his, his CFO is in jail, right, at, at Rikers Island right now, Alan Weisselberg. Um, so 
and this is a guy who probably, you know, lived a lavish life and never thought he'd spend a day in Rikers. And, you know, and there he is. Uh, it would be a sense of justice, I guess, if Donald Trump um, got convicted of something. I totally don't think he's going to be imprisoned. Uh, he's going to pay a fine um, and that sort of thing. But at least it would be some semblance of, okay, you can't get away with everything just because you're powerful, right? Um, that And just because Bush got away with it doesn't mean the next guy should also get away with it, right? So that, that, that's a bad logic to follow too, right? Is, is that, oh, well, it happened before, therefore it should happen again. So in the end, I come down and I'm like, yeah, like throw the book at him. Um, and, uh, but there is going to be like a a shatter zone of what happens once you throw the book at him because his people um, and God knows what he's going to say um, to rile them up. And uh, you know, it might be the breath of life that he needs for his, what seems to be like a really floundering campaign right now. Mm. So, so it's, I'm for it, but it's risky. Mm. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, he clearly broke the law. Right. If me or you did what he did, they'd arrest us and we would sure. get a fine, whatever. I, I think it's a bad move. I do. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's done way worse stuff than than hush money to, a you know, someone he slept with, you know, consensually. Um, I, I, to me. The Democrats aren't thick skinned enough. To start this in politics arresting each other. Um, so for me, if we could have, you know, Capitol riot, if, if Merrick Garland had found real hard proof and, and they knew they could convict him of that all day, right? The, the Capitol was stormed. We all saw the images. We were all like, oh my God. But like, we know he's not going to jail, right? You're not going to jail for this. This is a fine, which he'll pay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, it adds to the narrative that it's political. And I, by the way, think it's political. I don't sure. think the DA and, and the people involved are passionate about these sorts of crimes. I mean, get the fuck out of here. So, you know, I would have rather sit back, let he and DeSantis cannibalize each other, destroy each other and see who comes out on top. I mean, Everything was going well. The economy's doing okay. The Ukrainian situation, as much as it's bleak, they're still fighting and winning. Um, you know, there's still not really a recession, even though people keep saying it's going to happen. It might. Um, you know, there's there's great legislation being passed. He's, you know, Biden's going to veto the stupid uh, uh, um, bill that the Republicans are trying to put forth to get rid of like safe drink, safe water stuff, you know, like he's, he's, he's for all like arg argumentative purposes, like doing a really good job. And so for me, it's distraction from what's going well. I don't think we need it. You know, if like shit started to go bad, you'd be like, Hey, can you arrest Trump? We need some distraction. But like now Trump becomes front and center, which by the way, he, he's good at, and he's going to pay this fine. And he's going to add more to the narrative that, it's political and even like someone like me agrees with him. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
you got to really, you got to really think about what, what the point of it is, right? It's not about justice. Cause like, I don't believe in that with, with most of these court systems. I don't think, you know, they all live by like the rule of law. I think they're all full of shit from the Supreme court down both sides. Um, so for me, you could kill his ambitions or skyrocket them, mm-hmm. but there's two outcomes to that. One is you make him a little more popular and then he head to head with Biden. And, you know, I still think Biden beats him head to head or DeSantis comes out on top. And DeSantis, even though I have, you know, trepidation about him and I Mm -hmm. don't believe he can win yet. I think he's got some really bad. I think he's got a really bad Achilles heel with his six week abortion thing. I think it's in his personality in general. That's like well, his, I'm going to fight back person. on that a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to fight back. I've been sending you stuff, which I know you don't watch, but I've been watching. I'm, you know, I, I have to get this right. If it's him versus Biden, I can't, you know, I'm, I've been calling him. He's getting good. He's losing a lot of weight, like a ton of weight. He yeah, is, I, he's getting in presidential that, shape. I've watched a couple interviews where, you know, his wife had cancer. And he stood by her side. I mean, this guy's got a fucking story, dude. And no, no, I, I think that's right. I think um, when he's one on one with a journalist or something, very like that, good. He, he's, he's getting smart. The, he's the problem smart. with him is he's like a Dick Cheney. Is that he's actually smart? Right. Well, he's got hor- horrible he, ideas, but he's actually smart. Um, his problem and his, which could be a good thing, which Trump had, is that he actually answers questions like a lot of politicians don't. I mean, I watched a Pierce Morgan interview and, and Pierce Morgan, yeah. love him or hate him, I don't care. He does ask hardball questions. Like he'll yeah. throw it at you. Yeah. And uh, he answers them, you know, and I'm just saying, forget about what me and you think. We're not going to get convinced by this guy. I, what I try to do is predict all the people we grew up with. And we know that, you know, Obama two times Trump. Um, he has the sauce. I don't know if he can finish the dish, but he has what it would take to be a president and win. Uh, I think his abortion thing is going to totally fuck him. I think um, the Ukrainian thing, he's walking back big time, even called Putin a war criminal, you know? So like he's already walking that back. If he, he's got plenty of time to fix that and let it be a blunder. And, you know, I misspoke. I didn't mean that Uh, the abortion thing I think is his Achilles, but you could end up with a young veteran uh, you know, great marriage from the outside, you know, Florida's thriving. <laughs> you could end up with that if you kill Trump. I, I prefer Trump Biden because we already have an outcome of that, right? Like mm-hmm. the odds would be to Biden. They went head to head um, when nobody thought Biden could win, you know? I mean, we kind of thought he could win, but it was like, I don't know. Yeah. And he kind of smoked him, you know, in terms of popular mm-hmm. vote. So, yeah. You got to think Biden gets that because we're doing okay. Um, DeSantis is the unknown, dude. Governors are tough if their state does well. It's not a fun like that's it's not a fun person to throw in there if you don't want them to win. So I'm just saying, if it's political, there could be an outcome, a larger outcome that may come back to haunt the Democrats in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think this is you know what what the uh, the right calls. Uh, and and I don't believe this is true, but they have a tag for it. And then this might be a case of it, actually, like a narrow case of it. The, the Trump derangement syndrome, that everything 
bad in the world it can you know all roads lead to trump uh and therefore we should you know once we get rid of him you know problem solved right and that's of course not the case because what we're seeing at trump's rallies is that he's not even in control of the rallies that he used to mm-hmm. be in he's he's produced a movement that is moving to the right of him mm-hmm. um and larger taylor uh, green that, yeah that's, i mean they're they're yeah, they're, they, they, what he's unleashed is this sort of, uh, you know, dormant part of American politics that's kind of been there and is always waiting to pounce um, once they're given license to by their uh, political leaders and the public culture. And that's what Trump did, right? He produced a culture where you could say terrible things and, you know, do terrible things and, and, uh, you know, presented as like, well, this is what real men do and stuff like that, right? So that um, that's there and that's now out of his hands. Like he's he's made speeches where he gets booed, right? When he says, oh, I took the vaccine and like the entire crowd boos him, right? Like that's, that's a, and that's his own rally, right? So, um, but what I was talking about with DeSantis and I agree with you that DeSantis is a dangerous figure. Um, uh when he answers some questions, often though he's lying, he's patently lying. Um, but he does it with such confidence that Absolutely. it seems like uh, you know when when so when people were talking about you know there's video evidence of all these books and stuff like that being taken off the shelves, yeah, um, because because each school district does not want to get sued or you know be, be like criminally liable or something like that for for breaking the law. So they're like, well, well, I guess we have to vet every book. So they had took all the books off the shelves, and teachers took video of that. And, you know, he basically called that fake news and it's not fake news. Right. So but he's, you know, on the one hand, he can dip into the Trump playbook uh, and just sort of say things. They're answers. They have no bearing to truth, but there are answers. Um, I was saying that, you know, his Achilles heel for me is that if you see any reportage about when he goes to New Hampshire and when he goes to Iowa and he meets like. Uh, the people, um, he's he demands that there are bike racks in between him and the people. Um, so sure. you know, there's not access really. Um, he has nothing really to say to them, like on a on like a human level. <laughs> like people are just yep. like even want to shake his hand and like say something, and he'll like talk something about Florida politics. You know, like it, he's he's almost like inhuman that way. Um, so I think he's he's good when he's prepped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Trump can kill him because Trump is good on his feet. Um, and during a debate, if DeSantis goes off off script, he just sounds like a robot and kind of a maniac. Um, and Trump sounds like a maniac, but he sounds like somebody you might know, right? Um, and and that's where you know I think the the personality thing because like. I think what we've learned in the past few years is that it's really like the the personality that is being presented, like the symbolism and all that, is way more powerful uh, mm. than we ever thought. We've always considered, you know, since the advent of TV and since you know the first debate sure. between Nixon and Kennedy, we kn- we know that it matters. Uh, but at this point, like the policy talk is like so second rung, and it's just mm-hmm. about presentation. Um, you know, it's all style and no substance. And and so, um, I think there, you know, if people, and I think there is a thirst for this, I think there is still a possibility that Trump 
could um, certainly beat DeSantis on that front and sure. then mobilize this court case as a talking point to show, you know, that these guys have been out to get me. I've been saying this forever. This is not a victim complex. Here's my indictment as your, you know, exhibit A. So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous these are, game. These are all the worst yeah. case scenarios. The best case scenario is that like even some of his flippy floppy supporters are just fatigued. It's over. The guy's now there's arrested. A bit of that. He's this, a bit of that. he's that, you know. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I, I have a prediction on any of this. I'm just saying the point of the arrest is like, you could get it wrong. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know when, when, when we live in a society now where we have DAs, which by the way, I agree with like criminal reform. I agree with like prison reform, education reform, everything. But when you're in what would be considered as a political weapon, a woke city or a place where they're trying to do reform and you're allowing people who get caught with guns to like, you know, go home and then you're arresting Trump for paying off what, and I'm just saying this, it's not, I'm just saying it to be harsh, like a porn star that he paid to have sex and to, and, and hush money. It's you're just fucking around with like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you picking and choosing? Because for me, if somebody gets caught with a gun, I'd rather them not go home and you let Trump, a guy that paid somebody to not talk. You know what I mean? So like you're you're also messing with your own agenda. And I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about their attacks on the progressives and the left and even the moderate Democrats. And it's it's DA, it's safety, it's gun control, it's like it's like, you know, wussy DAs that are letting criminals off. And I don't know, that's going to be a huge talking point in this next election is safety. And you're seeing it now. I mean, they're, these motherfuckers, instead of gun control, are saying we need more armed people in school. So like, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm trying to think ahead and I'm wondering why we're all not doing it or why these like political analysts or the, the, the powers to be for the left are not like, maybe my imagination is that there's a room they all meet in and it's probably not like that, but like, <laughs> You know, I picture the big round table like in a yeah, spy it's, movie. It's, and they're like, it's virtual. It's, it's called Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But it's like, you know, you're trying to push all this stuff and then you're arresting this guy for that. Like, he's done way worse stuff. So for me, I just think there is some legitimacy in not indicting a former fucking president for something like this. This to me is like, I don't know. Bush is a war criminal. Clinton mm -hmm. accused of rape by multiple women. I mean, you know what I mean? Are, are we investigating that? Are we really trying to arrest these guys? I think what Trump did is a lot less worse than two presidents of my lifetime and their criminal and their, and, and their crime. So, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't the, do it. The, I'm torn. Cause like fuck Trump and he should be yeah. in prison. He's like, he's a fucking authoritarian scumbag, but like, yeah. This feels like a reach and it feels very politically motivated. And that scares me because we're not good at that. Yeah. One of the things that, um, you know, the people who are on the pro and I'm, and as you can say, I'm kind of like half heartedly on the pro side. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Um, I get it on the, on the prosecute side and, and their claim is that, well, this could be kind of like a bellwether case where if this goes forward and yeah, he gets a slap on the wrist, right? He's going to, you know, he's not going to spend a night in 
not incarcerated. That's not going to happen, right? Billionaires don't go to jail like this. Like it just does not happen. Um, so the, uh, but the flip side is, is that then the case in Georgia might well go forward. Um, and that's the one about, you know, finding 30,000 votes and stuff like that. And, you know, basically squeezing the secretary of state, um, uh, what was his name? I'm forgetting Rathlisberger yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Whatever. Um, but, um, and which are, you know, kind of like directly like, oh, let's, can you just help me overthrow this election here? Um, and the argument that Alvin Bragg is making is that it's not about the kind of morality of cheating on your wife and then paying hush money. It's following the money of where, where that came from. And it was, it's used effectively to, for, for the campaign. Right. So if this was like a pri- this is, this is the thing that has to be uh, separated, um, which is going to be very hard, hard to argue. Right. Because Trump's got a very good argument. Right. He's like, I don't want my wife to find out. Right. Yeah. Like, like that. This is, this, this is not me, Trump, the campaigner. This is me, Trump, yeah. the husband. I'm like, I don't want Melania to find out. Right. So which is anybody could be like, okay, of course, that, that makes a ton of sense. Right. Um, my kids and my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't I just want this in the news. Like, like, this is not about the campaign, right? Absolutely. Um, but, but the argument of the prosecution is that they're doing this on the eve of the voting, basically, right? So that it's in the fall of, 2020, uh, of 2016. Um, and uh, therefore, like the context makes it necessarily about the campaign. And therefore, it's about politics and not about his private life. Um and so if they're able to sort of do that, right, if, they are, if they're able to win on that, then the idea of all of this, of his like dirty deeds to sort of win and then try to uh, countermand the, the decision even after he's lost, those all become like available cases. So you can, if you get the little stuff, you can get him for the big stuff, goes the argument, right? Um, sure. Because it shows that it's possible. Right. If but, they lose, I think if they lose this, I think, you know, I mean, he's going to turn out, he's going to be, you know, spiking that football forever. But, but then he's also, uh, all those other cases are probably going to die on the vine, you know, like they're not, but they're that not in itself forward. is the hypocrisy of, of law. That's the hypocrisy of the system, right? Is that we're waiting to see if a case that has nothing to do with this case works to decide if we're going to prosecute. It shouldn't work like that. It should be like, we could prove he's guilty. Let's indict him. Or the evidence is a little wishy-washy. It's not worth it. Plain and simple. Whether everyone indicts or no one indicts. Like that in itself is a problem. You know, that makes me, I already hate the Supreme Court. I already hate a lot of the judicial system. Although, there are far worse places we could live. Um, but, you know, the standard here is where we are, and it shouldn't work like that. And that is political, dude. That is a problem. Like, that's a, and, and I know, like, no one's come out and said that, but we all kind of know that's the point. Let's start with this yeah, little it's, one. It's but about it's, power. It's about power, yeah. right? Yeah. So that, yeah. so DAs understand i mean they have a thing you know prosecutorial prosecutorial discretion knowing that you can't you have we have too many laws right so you can't enforce all the laws all the time so you got to pick and choose and so they go with cases they think they can win and there's a lot of and and so going up against a president or a former president is kind of like the biggest case that you could possibly do and you have to be very kind of delicate about deciding right Um, because they won't even go after people who 
you know, are middle class and below if they don't think they can throw them in jail or, or, or basically just get a, get a guilty. Um, because in the way it works is that they get promoted and they get, you know, there's a lot, the, the way DA, the D, district attorney's office works is that how many cases you do and how many convictions do you get? That's your, that's the basis for your promotion and your pay. Right. Um, and so I think you're right that it probably shouldn't work that way. Um, but given that it does work that way, that this is the, the emergent logic, right? That, that if, what Alvin Bragg is doing, which is very daring, um, uh, works, then they can go to Atlanta, right? Then they can go to other places sure. and, and sort of push this forward. And, you know, it's all retrospective. This guy did get to become president, but um, kind of it's just about the record then is that, well, how should we remember this? Right. Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the claim. So that's what, that's what kind of pushes me in that camp, right. Of like, just do it. However, I, like you, am really wary about um, Trump's political skill, actually, um, and his ability to sort of turn this right around um, and make. And he was he, he was yeah. cannibal. He he's cannibalizing the Republican Party for good or bad. We don't know, but it's nice. Like there, yes, there are some wackos in there, and so he has lost some control of the party. But what we know is that the powers to be in that party want him dead <laughs> and I want him alive and in the party because fuck you. This is what you get. You have a rogue Billy, the kid whack job that you can't control. And I don't know why we're helping them get rid of him. It's your problem. It's not our problem. I'm not afraid of Trump. Like, you know, I don't know why we're trying, like let them, if they don't want to convict him, if DeSantis doesn't want to, you know, extradite him, you know, he's coming to his defense, like have him. God bless. It's going to end terribly. So I don't know. I I like that they all have to kiss his ring or take a chance on being his enemy. And that's wonderful. It's really great. All right, moving on. Let's move on. So we'll, we're going to talk about social media, and as we know, Tony's famous favorite social media is Truth Social, um, mm. and um, indeed, I'm sure you're on there all the time. Uh, you know that listeners know that we are basically totally off social media, um, and so one, a couple of things happened last week, right? So Utah, the governor of Utah, signed into law a ban on not just TikTok, which we'll talk about in a second, but all social media for people under 18 that basically demanding uh, that when Utah teens, you know, try to download one of these, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, um, not that they use those as much anymore, but um, there has to be some sort of parental consent um, at that moment. Now, I don't know how that how enforceable that's going to be, you know, like they're going to like tailor it just for that state. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how the the, sure. the mechanics work on that. But but that's the aim. Right. It's a very ambitious uh, bill that um, is basically making the argument. And I think this is kind of a very and this is a Republican governor, by the way, obviously, Utah um, and, you know, very Republican um uh, legislature 
and so some of the the rationales for why this is happening are, are terrible, um, you know, which, you know, kids are going to get exposed to, quote unquote, trans ideology and stuff like that. Um, and that's what they are sort of preventing against by doing this. Um, but the other sort of, I think the major argument is that they have made the claim that these are addictive media um, and they're bred to be addictive and particularly for children. Um, just just like you would regulate any other addictive substance like tobacco or alcohol, um, it would make sense to regulate and restrict something that can rewire your brain um, over time, um, you know, get rid of your attention span and all sorts of things, I mean, all sorts of terrible consequences, make you feel bad about yourself. There's a lot of research about that. Um, so weirdly enough, um, I am all for this. I am all for this. I'm 100%. I don't agree with like 50% of their rationale because it's bigoted. Um, but the other part about, you know, addictive technology being just sort of thrown out to the entire public where, you know, effectively you can just, you know, manipulate people um, as we've seen um, and particularly children into either uh buying things or just sort of following the lead of like, you know, just, just, uh, malevolent actors, right. That people, you know, do terrible things on the internet just cause they, they have the power to, and it's fun to be in that power. Um, so I think that's a great thing. Um, I know kids are going to like be revolting against this. If this actually, uh, comes into, to, if this is enforced, Right. There's one thing to pass a law and say, we want to do this. There's nothing to, other thing to enforce it. If they actually do that, I can imagine like a, a popular revolt in many ways by kids all across Utah. <laughs> what does that look like? Crying? Oh, that mean that means like I just think they're going <clears throat> to get politicized. Right. That they you know that that this is this is something this is good. One this is one thing that is um you know, they all are into, um, and so, some, whether they, they're, they're right about it or not, um, they get an enjoyment out of, right. Like in some way, right. Like they, this is, this is, this is social life for them in many ways. Yeah. Um, and so to take that away and it seems for them, I mean, I just talked to my kids about it and I was like, I could you hear about this great Utah law? <laughs> they were like, that's the worst thing ever. Um, so I Your kids aren't really on social media. Um, YouTube, look, I don't think that counts. Yo, this is the thing. This is what I didn't realize is that TikToks just get uploaded to YouTube's all, all YouTube all the time. So like sure. the, the, I, I get it. And like there's the slippage between the two. They all do that. So can, yeah. So, so Instagram. yeah. So, so like if your kid doesn't, okay, you, you don't want your kid to have Instagram or TikTok, fine, but they're going to get to it anyway. And this is the other thing is that in, in terms of the enforceability, like these kids are savvy, right? Like, oh, you're going to ban it on these this network. I'm just going to create a VPN and get to it anyway, right? So, so that that's sure. You know, there, there's going to be workarounds. But here, here, I'm thinking more of like the actual kind of like public health aim. I would put it that way. Um, they're framing it in certain ways around security as well, particularly around TikTok. But I would frame it more around public health, um, and in that sense, I think it. It's, you know, this is a terrible uh, 
experiment on humanity that has been foisted upon us by um tech elites nerds you know yeah you know like they they it's it's just like how did they come up with this is you know basically people didn't have friends in real life wanted to do it virtually but but um you know i i i don't i don't understand um how we kind of let this happen and of course we let it happen because we participated in it right so we're you know complicit we let it happen because they got us first that's why. We yeah, I mean, that. we just happened. Yeah, we just happened to be uh, awaiting. It's not like this thing audience. that only kids do, and we're like, eh. It's like, no. Look at go to a restaurant. Look at every adult. They're on their phones the whole time. Uh, the kids aren't. It's it's remarkable. Like when you really get when you really take steps to get off of social media, whether it's fully deleting, whether it's just taking an app off your phone and not participating. Um, you start to see like the kids parents are the ones that are really addicted. So I'll back it up. One is I'm all for this because we, we do know, we know what it's doing. Teen suicide is at a level that is like it, 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 looking at the numbers. Like I think 50% of teens have thought about hurting themselves or know someone who has hurt themselves all through my whole entire kindergarten to uh, college. I knew of two people that committed suicide the whole time. I didn't know any of them personally. Now ask your nephew, ask this. Yeah. Yeah. This girl's cool. This guy is cool. That's crazy. You, you, we know what it is. I, you know, I'm, I'm working on a mental health documentary right now. And one of the women I work with is um, at the forefront of teen suicide. And I said to her, what is it? And she said, the phones, of course we, you know, and I said, so with my daughter, when she gets to middle school, she goes, you have to make a decision. Are you going to put something in your kid's hands that you know can harm them? Or are you going to do the hard thing and get them a flip phone and they can still communicate with you. So like that whole thing where like, I got to know where they are. It's not a real thing. When your kid's driving, there yeah, are cool. some arguments because you need maps. You want to, you know, there's, there's definitely good arguments. And, and I think as kids get older, the, exactly. The They're older. Cost, than yeah. 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 And you, you talk to them. But like when you see these fourth, fifth, sixth graders with phones, give your kid a cigarette. You're doing yeah, the same thing. So like I like this law because it at least is starting the conversation, which is like, can we stop pretending? I know. I know you don't want to quit Instagram because you like getting attention on there. You don't want to quit TikTok. But like that's not a good excuse for letting your kids do it because there's a lot of alcoholics that don't let their kids drink. You know, it's it's so new to all of us and we all do know that we're addicted in some capacity. You know, I mean, I've got a YouTube problem. If I'm at my computer working, sometimes I'm just like, how the fuck did I get on YouTube? Um, so like, we all know we have tendencies. We all kind of know we have levels of addiction, depending on who you're in the room with, you'll feel real, real good about yourself or like, Oh my God, I've been on my phone the whole time. Um, so, like you said, th- a lot of the reasoning behind it are like this typical GOP, like anti-trans, anti, you know, drag queen bullshit. But like, you know, if they would just concentrate on the real things, it still yeah. works. And I agree with it. Like, yes, there should be a parental permission. And hey, if you want to give your kid permission to use that thing and they get fucking bullied on it and some shit happens, you, ha- you have to be somewhat accountable emotionally. I'm not saying like arrest mm-hmm. the parent, this and that, but like this whole, like I talked to so many people dude, and they're like, yeah, all these kids and my kid. And I'm like, 
You want to slap him like in The Godfather where he yeah. slaps the yeah. singer? <laughs> Be a man! <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. You know. Just like, well, look at the statistics. When did kids become depressed and start, you know, thinking horrible things? What started to happen in the technological world? And how is it progressively getting worse? Also, TikTok is spying on you. They're taking your information. By the way, they all are. They're all yeah. they're all your pictures, Instagram, because you don't read those disclaimers. They're meant for yeah. you not to read. Lawyers don't even read them. They own all your shit, all your pictures of your kids, all your shit. They own it all. So, like, you need to understand that you're complicit in that. It's a little scarier when the Chinese government owns it or a foreign government owns it. Like if a Russian social media thing was here, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, they're fucking with you. So I don't know. I don't give a shit. Let the kids whine and cry. Get rid of it. I mean, I would get rid of it. I would ban it all if I were in charge and everybody would hate me. But, you know, that's not going to happen because we all like it too much. Um, we're all addicted to the crack, so we can't get rid of it. But some some definite like legislation and some policy and um, just checks and balances. Like, yeah, it's really, really important. Um, I think we're late on it. It should have happened. And it's getting harder and harder for it to happen. But 100%, I would, if I could vote for that, I would vote for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing with um, these, ma how massive these social media companies are, too, like these tech companies, is that, you know, if this was like, in the 1940s or 1950s, they would have been broken up by now and regulated. A hundred percent. That would have, that, that the laws were much more different and, you know, they would have been very different. Um, and, you know, they've, they've been continued there, they, you know, they're trotted up before Congress and in, in, in some ways, you know, so the bringing of um, the TikTok CEO uh, to Congress last week mm -hmm. to basically mm -hmm. yell at him um, is, a ritual, right? And like they've yeah, done yeah, that they've with Zuckerberg, they've done that with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so they they wag their fingers, um, and it's really not so much about what these people actually have to say, but it's what the senators they get to look angry, right? And that looks good for them. Yep. Um, and basically, the outcome every time is that okay, don't, but we we really wish you would regulate yourselves better. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and Zuckerberg nods, just like yeah, I really think we're gonna do good this time, you know, and yeah. and. Um, and then they don't do anything um, or they do just completely superficial stuff. Um, so I, like you, would, if I could turn back the clock on the phones, you know, that's the one thing I would Ugh, do to help our society. Us. If I could snap my finger and just Maybe say, not. okay, let's get rid of the phones, right? I want to go back to the phone, not phones. Um, and and like, so I'm, I'm completely uh, with you on that. And I also think, you know, and just to like get to you know, like the TikTok thing is that I'm kind of where, you know, on the one hand, it's good that they do this, I suppose, to, you know, say, you know, what are you doing with our data and stuff like that. But there's just such a heavy whiff of like racial anti-Chinese. Yeah, anti-Chinese, of course. You know, so <laughs> that like what, what, it's okay that Silicon Valley does it, but it's I not know. okay that these guys do it. And, and these are basically like transnational corporations, right? They're yes. all over the world. So like they don't actually, I mean, they, they might be influenced a little bit by their governments or hemmed in by their governments and what they can do, but really they're just in it for the money, right? And just like all, you know, global 
plutocrats, right? So they these guys don't really have their allegiance is to one thing and it's not country, right? It's it's much more about, you know, bottom line. Yes. Um, yes, and, I know. But I hear you. Yeah. And and then so like I was when when the TikTok CEO was on, I watched some of that and you know, a lot of it is just like senators posturing and stuff like that. And it's very annoying. But you know, some of the questions were good about like what okay, what is actually done with this data, who has access to it, um, and so on, right? And so and and there were some good gotcha moments with the CEO. They're, they're like, you, you, your guys' oversight of like bad content is terrible. Here's you know one example. They played a little TikTok of you know that the Senate committee should be shot and stuff like that. That was on TikTok as they were speaking, right? And so they're like, you're not doing a great job on this oversight. So that's great. Okay, the exposure is good. But that same week, there was a. Uh, a report in the New York times about a guy in Atlanta um, who a black man who was arrested based on facial recognition software uh, and was extradited to Louisiana and held in the Jefferson parish jail for a week. And uh, it's the wrong guy, you know, it's, and, and these facial recognition things are notoriously um, biased people with with racist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's exactly what happened with this guy. And he lost a week of work and he was in jail and to pay for a lawyer, all this stuff happened. Right. And how did they get that? Well, the, the, the sheriff's department had a contract with a company that scrapes the internet for images from, and then buys them from Facebook, from Instagram, all that stuff, and creates a database and an algorithm to analyze it, right? And so, you know, I'm kind of with um, Representative Jamal Bowman's point when he was kind of defending TikTok, but not defending TikTok because he loves TikTok, but he says that why is it just TikTok? Agreed. Why aren't all, why aren't all of them in here? Why aren't we talking, having a larger conversation about the sort of surveillance society that we are producing and the effects of it, right? Uh, like, why, why is it? Why are we just beating up on this one one thing? Because it's easy to because it's only because it's Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. And and so there, um, you know, I'm always happy when these companies are taken to task, um, but like the underlying racism on this one was just like so pronounced that I was just like, this is this is going to do more bad than good. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing to say. If anything, I, I should have made that part of my argument was that I, I do believe there's definitely anti-Chinese sentiment behind this TikTok thing. I mean, everything we're doing right now is anti-Chinese. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm for regulating all of them, breaking them up. Um, you know, give your kid a book, give him a flip phone, give him a watch. And then, you know, You'll probably meet other parents that are doing that. And if, if, if that takes on, maybe kids stop wanting to hurt themselves. I don't know. I don't have the answers, Ahmed. I just right. have my kids nine months old, but uh, yeah. she's not getting a phone yet. You know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, man, but you know, you go to, bro, you go to a restaurant and these iPad parents, man. Oh, you'll see. You'll you're see talking uh, toddler, two, toddlers with iPads. And, God yeah. damn. Yeah. Good, good skills are teaching your kids, guys. Good. What was mm-hmm. the point of having a kid? But anyway, <laughs> no judging here. Yeah. Just yeah. keep we your just kid away judge. from mine. Yeah, exactly. We just judge you on the inside. Uh, All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, we got another 
we got another pod coming up soon. So yeah, our first guest for you know in a while. So mm, excited about great. that. Great, awesome. Okay, no politics at the dinner table is produced by Amit Prakash. Uh, our awesome beats by Jeep Baderoy, good friend of the show, um, and our theme song by Alex Tepper. Uh, check out our website. Um, order Amit's book um, if you want to learn about the lovely policing of uh, the. Of, of, if you want to learn about the wonderful French police, um, that's right. They're really great history. That is just lovely. Um, especially the, the way they treat uh, brown people. Right. Um, it's a great book. Read it. It's important. And there's some great parallels to uh, our lovely police here. Not yeah. that we don't like some of them. Um, no politics at the dinner table. We'll be back next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, have a good week, everybody. Yeah, see you then.